0: Here's your host, Hey Gregory Luna.
1: Hello everybody, this is Gregory. And welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. Today, we're going down the land down under, the land of the scrotum, to talk about the male birth control pill. Some of you have heard about this in the news the last few years and might have wondered what's, what's up with that? What's up with the male birth control pill? Because it's going to completely change reproductive rights and, and reproduction in general among the homo sapiens sapiens. Well, a couple of months ago, they had a new milestone in its passage. So we're going we're gonna to talk about this and its development and a couple of reasons why I would never take this pill. A Male Birth Control Pill Passed Safety Tests Though birth control pills have been available to women for nearly 60 years, there's nothing equivalent on the pharmacy shelves for men. But that may change soon. In late March, a team of scientists announced that its unique take on a male birth control pill passed human safety tests in a 28-day trial without any participants dropping out from side effects. It doesn't mean they didn't have side effects. They just didn't drop out because they were getting paid, right? You get paid for this. A problem that has stymied other male birth control attempts. So if you guys are all, if you're ever curious and you want to make some extra money, you know, Chris, you can donate your sperm. Your women can donate your eggs for a couple of thousand dollars. But you could also be a essentially a human guinea pig. And, And these, uh, these big pharma research facilities are always around universities, and you'll see flyers in the universities. Be like, do you wanna do you wanna make extra money over the weekend? You know, contact here. Then you go there, and the places that places are very nice, and a lot of these these trials, because the FDA needs to, to prove that they're quote safe on humans close quote. We're not gonna even talk about the FDA and how corrupt it is and the revolving door and all that, but they have to ostensibly do these these tests. So. Lots of these tests are for like a month like this one, but a lot of them are just over the weekend. And what they do is they'll, they bring you in, and then they give you tons of food, and there's video games and movies. It's a very plush place, and you got to sign, a course of course, a form saying that you can't sue Big Pharma if they kill you and that you might have these side effects. And then you just hang out and do whatever, and uh, they draw your blood and urine to see what's going on with your body. So if you want to be a human guinea pig, go ahead and do that. So here how the here's how the male pill works. The researchers attribute their successful trial to the active agent in the pill, which is two hormones in one, part progestin and part modified testosterone. The hybrid molecule means that the consumer always has matching levels of the hormones in the body. So progestin is kind of like a synthetic form of progesterone, which women make on their own. Typically, it's made in the second half of the cycle to sustain a pregnancy. And then, of course, we both make testosterone. Men have a lot more of it, and it's responsible for the sex drive for both sexes. The coordination of these two hormones can help dodge low sex drive or other health problems that modified hormone levels can create, said Dr. Christina Wang. Dr. Christina? Not Christina Yang, right? Isn't that Grey's Anatomy? (laughs) This is Dr. Christina Wang, the Associate Director of the Clinical and Translational Science Institute at LA Biomed Research Institute. Wang worked on the trial with researchers at the University of UW School of Medicine in Seattle. When the two hormones are separate, the body processes identical doses at different speeds, Wang told Live Science. Progestin stops sperm production, but it also decreases natural testosterone levels. that makes sense? And if testosterone drops too low, the odds of blood clots, depression, and other problems rise. Yes. So look. Go to that episode I did probably around episode maybe one thirty, one twenty about the scam of low testosterone therapy. So you see a lot of these commercials on talk radio, sports radio, ESPN. Are you sad? Are you feel tired? Are you losing your muscle mass? You probably have low T, low testosterone. Go. try either. It's it's either like try this pill called Extends or something like that. And they get some like D-level sports athlete like Frank Thomas from the 1980s, pimping this commercial. Like, I'm taking Extends, and I feel great. And then they surround them with a bunch of women, so it makes you think that if you take this pill, you're going to get a bunch of women, right? That's how advertising works. Or they'll have these commercials, you know, do you need low T? Well, go see doctors, da-da-da-da-da. The thing about low that low T therapy is a lot of them don't work because the body doesn't absorb them. The other problem is they have major side effects, and a lot of them, they were just mentioned right here, blood clots, depression. You can have problems with heart attacks or higher rate of heart attacks. And uh, you can have problems with your testicles. So, I mean, there, there's issues here. And also, there's a lot of ways to naturally raise your testosterone level. So just go to that episode. All right, Christina Wang, Grey's Anatomy. We want the hormones to come and decrease roughly together since this pill always pairs progestin and with something similar to testosterone, something similar She said, the molecules will ideally keep sperm count low while also making sure there's enough of the modified sex sex hormone to keep its essential roles filled. We'll elaborate on that in a second. During the 28-day study, participants took a pill with either 200 or 400 milligrams of the active ingredient, or they took a placebo. I'm drinking some black tea. The trial aimed to evaluate only the safety of the drug, not whether it worked. (laughs) It would take 60 to 90 days for sperm counts to go down. None of the men showed some of the more serious side effects that could come from too low testosterone, such as higher blood pressure or depression. Good to know. But the participants weren't completely side effect free. Of the 30 study participants taking the pill, 22 reported acne, headaches, lower sex drive, mild erectile dysfunction, or tiredness, and there was an average weight gain of three to three and a half pounds, depending on the dose. Now this is a 28 days, so in 28 days, the guys gained three, three and a half pounds, and then they had ED, lower sex drive, and so forth. Go to that episode we did on how 50% of British men in their 30s have erectile dysfunction due to porn. It's a good episode. So a lot of these side effects, of course, women have complained about, right? Lower libido, depression. They don't complain about the erectile dysfunction, even though the clitoris is actually the penis in the woman. And unlike the penis, which also serves the urinary system, the clitoris's job is just to get a woman to get it off. But side effects are there. And the the funny thing is that women have been complaining about the side effects of the pill for you know decades, and the men are like, oh, just suck it up, get on the pill. Right? <laughs> but, but men, when this pill comes on, men are gonna be like, I don't want to have weight gain, I don't want to have Lower libido. Well, I mean, you're taking a modified testosterone. You're taking progesterone, which is going to lower your testosterone. So it's going to have side effects. Probably long-term ones, too. As for what health effects might appear when the pill is taken long-term, that's still unclear. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Caveat emptor. Let the buyer beware. Current studies in rats and monkeys are assessing whether taking the pill for three months or longer would have health effects, and once those studies are complete, a study of similar length will happen with humans. But ultimately, the goal is to transform the pill into an injection. Quote, not all men want to take a pill every day, says Wang. Yeah, mm. They did a poll, and apparently a lot of men are interested in the male pill. She cited a multinational survey of 9,000 men published in the journal Human Reproduction in February 2005 and found that 55% of men in stable relationships want to try new hormonal male contraceptive methods if they are reversible. Ha! All right, so look. Here are my issues. One, men, don't take this pill. Do not take this pill. I am not being unequivocal a couple reasons you never take the first generation of any pill on the market it always has the most side effects always right it's just trial and error it's going to happen big pharma wants to push these drugs and get them on the market as soon as possible yeah I know like like my for example my brother works at a big pharma company they're going to be the first company to have a medication for postpartum depression And they've been in this trial and doing the labs for like two, three years. He's in this startup, right? And this is like their big drug, and they need this drug to, when it finally is released, do well, right? Because the whole company will fail if it doesn't. And so, look, there's a lot of pressure for big pharma to get these drugs to work because they put a lot of R&D, research and development, into it, and they're going to put tons of advertising, of course, into it. For this pill to work, and so also big pharma, the the head of it is still run by former big pharma executives. So there's a pressure, there's a conflict of interest because you see these were the revolving door, right? So these these guys will work at big pharma, then they'll go to the FDA to do their duty to the citizenry. And then when they're there, they're just going to approve a lot of the drugs that their their buddies in Big Pharma are bringing to the FDA or they're told they'll, they'll turn a blind eye to some of the obvious side effects. And then after four, five, six years, then they're going to go back to Big Pharma and work for another company. And this is why there's a major conflict of interest. But also, there's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of bribery in the form of lobbying of politicians. And there's just a lot of sketchy science, right? The, the 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 big pharma companies will either hire, they'll either use their own scientists to do these studies or they'll hire doctors like Dr. Christina Wang here, uh, who they're essentially paying to do the study. And if these doctors want to do another study in the future, they know who's buttering their bread and they're going to make sure that it comes out in a favorable way because they understand either inadvertently, advertently, that there's a lot of money at stake for them and for big pharma. And so there's all this kind of like these centripetal forces that are causing these drugs to really get pushed and, and, and put out really fast, even though all the studies haven't been fully done. So that's one reason I would not take this pill, because the, the first round is the big problem. The second one, and of course there's gonna be future studies, because they haven't done the human long-term one, but I'm worried that this drug, you won't be able to reverse its effects. And men who get on it might not ever get their sperm motility back and their sperm production back to what it was before. And that's a problem. That's a big problem, right, especially if you're going to be on this in your 20s and you want to have kids later on because, of course, men are virile and they can sire children well into their 60s, 70s. So that that's another major problem too. The side effects, of course, are a problem, but you get side effects for every prescription drug. This is why I don't take any prescription drugs because at the best, they're 50% therapeutic and for sure they're 50% adverse. That's the other issue I have with it. And look, I think the male pill is going to have long-term health effect problems for men. I think it's going to lead to irreversible testosterone droppage even when they get off of it because who's to say the, the testicles will start producing testosterone again? They might not. Um, I think it could lead to weight gain just because anytime you're decreasing testosterone, increasing a female hormone, that's going to lead to female-like symptoms like weight gain because testosterone tends to keep us lean. That's one of the reasons men tend to be leaner uh, than women, but Here's the flip side. Whenever they do perfect this, and they will perfect it because, look, guys, the ruling elite, the global elite, are completely in favor for population control. They want population control. Go to the white papers. Just look up Club of Rome, 1950s. Look up Brave New World, the classic dystopian novel by Aldous Huxley written in the 30s and other places. Uh, population time bomb Paul Ehrlich's book Eugenics go to that episode we did on Margaret Sanger Planned Parenthood and Eugenics the goal is to whittle down the population look up the Georgia guidestones those are Stonehenge slabs of rock outside of Atlanta nobody knows who built it back in the 70s and it has the ten keys to human peace and one of those keys and elements is to reduce the population of the of the world from 500 million to fifty uh, to I'm sorry from five million to from five billion to five hundred million, because back in the nineteen seventies, the world population was five billion. So to go from five billion to five hundred million, you're looking at like a ninety percent reduction. Okay, so uh, Prince Prince Philip, the the soon to be dead husband of the soon to be dead Queen Elizabeth, he once said the biggest virus on the planet is are humans. So I mean like the ruling elite want us to get whittled down. That's why they love us, they love it when we abort and contracept. So now when they can convince men to contracept, and especially if they put in some fudgy stuff into the these, these shots which are even worse because the pill at least you could get off of it. But with the shot, Who's to say that that's, you know, that that's a permanent injection, like a vaccine? So who's to say it's ever going to reverse from that? But once they get men on this, I mean, this is going to drastically reduce fertility. And I would definitely go to that episode I did really early on, like around episode 30, where I talk about how sperm rates, sperm production has dropped 50% in the last 15 years. 50% in 15 years. And the reason for this partly is mostly the, of the environmental toxins, but also the vaccines. But it's mostly the environmental toxins that the, the hormone disruptors in our life plastics fluoridated water parabens and so forth they know this they know this there is an agenda Also the last thing I want to mention is once this pill is perfected and the and the, the sheeple men are indoctrinated and browbeaten by their you know their women to get on this pill or shot, it's going to fundamentally change female reproduction and human reproduction because, like, right now, females have all the reproductive rights. And what I mean by this is, look, let's say a woman and a man hook up at a bar and she gets pregnant. If she's like, I don't want to have this kid, I'm going to abort it. The guy could say, great, you know, right. But let's say the guy says, no, he's, he's partly, the child's partly mine, I want to keep it. It doesn't really matter what the guy wants. The guy is. Does, it doesn't matter what the guy wants. She's gonna abort it. Conversely, let's say it's a hookup or whatever relationship, and she gets pregnant and she's like, "I want to keep it." The guy could be like, "Great, I want I want you to keep it too." Or the guy could be like, "No, I, you're a woman. I don't know. I had a one night hookup at the bar, or you sperm jacked me, or whatever. You know, Sperm jacks when a woman gets the used condom and then pours the semen into her vagina. But he could be like." Uh, No, I don't want this child. And she's like, I don't care, I'm gonna have it. So you're gonna be paying child support for 18 years. Now some of you, some of you are like, Well, this is the way it should be, it's a woman's body, you know, da 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 da. Well, fine, look. If you wanna keep the child if you wanna keep the child, okay, that's one thing, but don't don't the man should not be saddled to pay child support on a child that he did not wanna have. So right now, men have no reproductive rights. Whatever the woman wants, either killing the kid or keeping the kid, the man say, there's no say. So when they put in this pill in, let's say, 15, 20 years, when it becomes really readily available, it's going to fundamentally change reproductive rights, because now men are going to have reproductive rights. And men have really never had reproductive rights, aside from you know, practicing abstinence and coitus interruptus, which is pulling out. But in general, the women have had all the cards. Now the men are going to have the cards. And so now you're going to see that intersexual dynamic completely change. Either way, I think it's bad. I think it's bad. This pill is going to have horrible side effects, and it's going to lead to even more population control. And if you think the world's overpopulated, go to the episode I did, or on episode 100. The world is not overpopulated. And you'll learn about the gigantic lie you know pushed, propagated by eugenics, eugenicists, and the global elite, to make you think that yes our population is growing in about 2050 2060 2070 depending on the projections it's going to peak but then after that it's going to drop and it's by the 22nd century we're going to be having a demographic winner like europe is currently having in japan where there's more people dying than being born and there's not going to be not going to be enough people in the workforce You see it in Italy and Japan where the governments are pleading people to have babies, but they're not. And so the the Western civilization, the Western culture is dying because they've been so inculcated and indoctrinated by these people to think that we need to abort and contracept for the sake of the human population and all this. It's nonsense. You're being manipulated. So go check out that episode. So listen, a lot of you are going to be completely angry and alienated by this episode, but, you know, my podcast i can talk about what i want so and you can look all these things up the website's naturopathic earth go check out all the food articles and all the articles in general we would appreciate that there's a couple ways you can support this podcast i know some of you women are angry right now you're all, Ugh, gregory but if you want to support us click on the paypal me link donate whatever you want be generous you can also Talk to me one-on-one through Clarity FM. Click on the link. We could talk for $1.50 a minute about clean eating, weight loss tips, weight management, whatever you want to talk about. Also, you can go to the food recipe articles on naturopathicearth.com and click on the Amazon links that takes you to Amazon. And anything that you buy on Amazon within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission and no expense to you. That's another way you can help us out. And then you can buy Confessions of an Obese Child on Amazon Kindle or Barnes & Noble Nook. If you're watching this or listening to this in December of 2019 or after, I'll probably have Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior out. That book talks about how I lost over 100 pounds and I've kept it off for 28 plus years. It's a great book. It's my second book. I don't know how much it's going to be at this point. We have three podcasts in the Naturopathic Earth family. Since you're a naturopathic earthling, please subscribe and post honest reviews for all three. We have, of course, Holistic Health News. and we have the essential oils and apothecary, herbal apothecary. Most recent episode we did was on Roman chamomile and black pepper. Go check those out. And then we have Confessions of an Obese Child. We just did a recent episode on the Netflix show Insatiable, which kind of does a good job of detailing what it's like to be a teenager who's overweight, who loses weight, but still has binge eating fantasies. So go post an honest review.
0: Guys, until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honors review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE, let food be thy medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time, music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.